welcome to the Creating Conscious Relationships podcast with your host, Janelle Annette. On this podcast, you're going to be receiving my best teachings, tools, and practices so that you can create a conscious relationship from the inside out. So no matter your relationship status, you're going to find everything you need here to help your relationships thrive, including the one with yourself. Hey, what's up? Hello. How you doing? Welcome back to creating conscious relationships. Today, I am going to talk to you about victim mentality. And the inspiration for this episode came from being inside my facilitator training and doing a demo. So what that means is I will work with somebody individually inside of the facilitation training and then record it. And then I'll bring it obviously with their permission to session and we watch the teachings and the the methodologies I was practicing. And as I go through, I pause and I'm like, I was doing this because of this. And, you know, here's this theory playing out. And so I'm, I'm really teaching how I intuitively work with people, but with all of the theory that I've taught them. And so there's so many layers to it. But what ended up happening is this one demo, the conversation was around her feeling stuck to fully go full-time in, in this work that she was being trained in doing. And there was many layers to this conversation, but one of the main things that we uncovered that was holding her back was being stuck in victim mentality. And I remember when I first learned about victim mentality and I was like, oh shit, like I do this all the time. And I did an exercise where I had to name all the ways that I made myself a victim. And I want to get clear on the distinction here because a victim mentality is very different from actually being a victim. It is very possible to actually be a victim to things. And I'm not trying to bring any shame upon that. That's just, that's, that's not what this is about. What this is about is a holding on to a mentality of I am powerless right? I, it's learned helplessness. And the thing is, is this unfortunately may have actually came from a time where you were a victim of something, whether that's a specific trauma or even just societally being in a place where you run into more roadblocks or challenges or limitations in other people. So these are very real things and I'm not, I'm not neglecting that. But the reason that this is an issue is because it is the number one way we're going to stay stuck in something. And so I'm not naming that we don't need to change the world and change how our society operates. Of course we do. But there is also a importance in realizing our personal power, realizing our personal choice, and rising above whatever things are coming towards us. So again, for this person that I will not name, the the victim mentality was around this job, this job that she really didn't like, but it was secure, this job where she didn't feel like she was fully respected or heard or honored. She wasn't feeling like she was getting raised up through this job, but she was very hooked onto placing her anger and blame and frustration outside onto the job. And so whenever I'm working with somebody here, I'm not necessarily just going to put in their face, hey, I think you're playing the victim card here. But it was actually something through our exploration that she got to on her own. And so when we were watching this demo and this facilitator training, something really happened for a lot of people listening. And there was this spark 
of realization or at least a, a deeper resonance of that mentality and how it comes up for all of us. There's no shame in this, right? You know, for example, I grew up lots of money struggles, was always hearing about how there was not enough money in my family and there was a lot of stress and a lot of anger. And, you know, within that, it created something within me where I often felt frustrated towards friends of mine who had more money in their family or had their parents buy them really nice things or, you know, all these things. I, I, I felt like I was a victim to my circumstance because I didn't grow up with a lot of money and less opportunities because of that. But of course, that doesn't mean that that was my, had to be my reality. And I guess that was my reality in the past, but I didn't have to perpetuate that. I didn't have to say, you know, I'm not going to go out and do these things or try this or take these risks because I don't have it. Obviously, it influences the direction of my life. But again, the difference is, is how am I going to work with what I have? How am I going to, you know, approach that? So that was one, one example of how I, you know, would victimize myself. And for this person, again, in, in her job specifically, in her work that she was in. And so we were talking about this and I was naming, you know, the, the difference here is that the anger is being placed outside it's saying, I'm mad at this job. I'm mad at this situation. It's an, it's an angry feeling. I'm angry at the world. And that then says, I have, again, I'm powerless to change. I don't know how to change because the, the power is in the world. The power is in the circumstance around me. And so what I brought to her is that you know, we were talking about the, her vision, like where she wanted to go, what she wanted to create. And I think when we're trying to motivate ourselves to create change, having a really clear direction of where are we going? What are we creating? What are our values? What matters to us? Because when you really sit down to look at all of that and write everything out, if you tap into a sense of belief that these things are possible for you, you're going to feel way more motivated. So there's that piece. There's the piece of being motivated through inspiration. But as I was saying to her, I was like, you know what? I'm not actually worried that you're angry here. I'm not actually worried that you're upset with your job. What I would love to offer is that you use that sense of anger to motivate you, not from a place of putting it outward onto the job, but from within. And that anger is, I'm no longer willing to spend my time doing this. I'm no longer willing to lose whatever all the things like my, you know, my sense of self, my energy, my creative expression. I'm no longer willing to lose those things to this job. I'm no longer willing to stay stuck. And this is the thing, right? Like motivation can come from a place of being fed up and often it does, right? That's why you see for so many people, they almost have to hit rock bottom before they can make these incredible changes in their lives, right? And so it's this interesting thing to play with. But I talk a lot on this show about using emotion, specifically anger, because, you know, I work with, with mostly women and typically that tends to be a, an emotion that's more repressed. Not always, definitely not always, um, can be both. I, I personally used to be more connected to anger and less connected to sadness. So it really depends. But anger as a source of personal power and, and the importance of basically holding our emotions as our own and not projecting them outward. And if you've listened to other episodes, I talk a lot about anger, that the example of my healthy anger is that tone of don't fuck with me, whereas the unhealthy anger, the projected outward comes across more as an attack, like a fuck you. And so when we apply this to what I'm talking about, it's that same thing. It's like, 
I'm no longer willing to do this. Like, fuck this. But it's not that it's my boss's fault. It's not that it's, you know, whatever thing happened to get me in this situation. It's just like, no, I'm just not down for this. And out of that place, I'm going to respect myself and I'm going to source energy and power to move forward and to change some things that had I felt a little more comfortable, I wouldn't have done, right? And so in in the world of entrepreneurship, it's like, there's a lot of personal power we have to source to be able to actually step up and step through and like do the things that we want to do. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage. And I know personally that I've seen in a lot of people's lives, my life included, that they, if they're meant for this path, and I don't think everyone is meant for an entrepreneurial path, but if they are, a lot of that actually comes from, I'm just, I'm just no longer willing to do this job. It's just not working for me. Or I'm no longer willing to like all the things that you might lose or the time and the energy and all these things. And so I've often actually seen that pivot, that change, that stepping into when somebody gets so fed up. So I was like, how can we use this motivation to overcome the victim mentality, to, to overcome the learned helplessness, right? So that for her, she can empower herself and for you, for you listening. And, you know, this might apply to like a career sense. It could also apply to like a relationship sense. Like maybe you're in a relationship and it's just, you've just been taking a lot and maybe you've been trying to work through stuff and it's not working and it's like, fuck, like maybe I got to just rise up and own that this isn't working for me and not place blame or frustration to outside external factors, right? Um, or I don't have to feel stuck in this for any reason. And sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes we are meant to stay and work through stuff in relationship, but there comes a point where it's not right, right? And so some people have the pattern of staying too long, actually, whereas others might have the pattern of leaving too quick. And so for everyone, it's different. But I would encourage you as you listen to think about the ways that you might feel as though you are a victim to, to whatever kind of circumstance in your life, the ways that you feel like angry at the world or like something like this always happens to me is kind of like a voice of that, that inner narrative or yeah, yeah. Why is it always like this? Um, bad things just happen to me. It's kind of this sense of like, life isn't on my side. <laughs> life is against me rather than life is working through me rather than life is here to teach me and show me and guide me. And I have power, right? I have power to change. And that's this whole shift that happens. And I think a lot of people miss out on that. And that's a big reason why change can be so difficult and staying in the position, even if it is, you know, frustrating on a lot of levels is what you do because you haven't accessed that inner, inner sense of like, no, actually I can do something about this. And I recognize that going forward and doing these big, scary things also encapsulates a lot of other things. Like this is the first step, but it's the most important. It's like the first step is the hardest and the biggest, and it you kind of need to be shaken to be able to do things differently. And then, of course, you have to face your ego and your fears and all the things that come with stepping into anything new again, whether that's like a business or a career relationship or a creative pursuit or anything, right? Anything. Um, fitness even, like just all of these things that we we decide we want to change for for the better, not for anybody else, but again, for ourselves, for our own well-being, our own happiness and our own fulfillment. 
And if you want something a little more like concrete to work with, you can use like a journal prompt or just saying out loud, I play the victim card when, right? And of course, this is not, we're not trying to solidify that this is your identity, but we're trying to name the ways that your mind is already doing this to take it from the shadow, bring it to light and alchemize it and change it, right? So whenever I'm doing shadow work with anyone, you know, I'm going to have them name things that are uncomfortable to say. Like, it's not it's not fun to have to name all the ways you victimize yourself. And that's exactly what I had this, this client do in this demo session is like, name all of the ways that she feels like a victim. And she's like, oh, that's icky. Like, that's hard to sit with. And I'm like, I know. And, you know, I just reminded her like, hey, I just want to remind you I'm here to just hold a neutral space. And that's the main thing I want to do for my clients, right, is if we want to bring all of this stuff up from the surface, up from the shadows to the light, you need to feel the sense that I am here holding you in neutrality or holding you in acceptance, non-judgment, right? And that's the only way we can really work with these deeper part of ourselves that feel hard to look at and hard to name. And so if you notice discomfort arising, because I'm imagining you're going to do this in your own time and space, notice that too and get curious but the most important thing is that you're not feeding into a shame story of like i'm wrong for thinking this or i'm it's it's bad that i'm feeling this way or it's icky like don't feed into that narrative just notice it and you know if i were working with you directly then we'd really go into the body it's like how does the body hold on to that how does the body also feel when maybe you out yourself for these things and there's a piece of shame um, right. And again, it might be different if you're doing this in your own space. If you're doing this in front of me, it's different because then you're doing this in relationship and there's more that we can work with. But starting these things on your own is a nice way to do these things gently and just see what comes up. And then, you know, the, the next part of this is then stepping more into your personal power. I am no longer willing to what? I am no longer willing to. And this sentence implies that it is a choice, right? It is a choice I'm no longer willing to. And if you really sit and say that and say what it is that you're writing with conviction, like, no, like I'm no longer willing to do this. I laugh when I said that, but you know, you're going to feel like a roar from your, from your solar plexus and your gut, like it's a, there's a roar to it. And that's what I want you to connect to. And, it, and the intention is to not be lost in anger and frustration, but to, to, feel that spark and to move from that spark and again to be motivated from that spark and the last main point i'll speak to is that obviously when we are in our victim mentality it is a self-protection response it is you know i'm gonna find all these ways to stay in this position because even if it doesn't feel that good it's keeping me safe in some aspect and so i want to recognize and name that this is a lot of nervous system stuff as is everything in life um, as is everything. The more I go deep into nervous system and somatic work, I am just so inspired. I'm so inspired to bring this work to the world because it is incredible what can change and how simple it can be in a, in a sense, but also not based on the ways that our lives have been set up and our society and the demands of our attention. But working with a guide, working with somebody who can bring you through this is incredible, life-changing. And so back to my point, I'm feeling a little rambly today, but losing that sense of protection by claiming what it is that you're no longer willing to do can feel both exciting and, of course, vulnerable. can feel like 
all of the what ifs and the fear responses are going to come up. And so we have to anticipate that we have to know that. And again, that's where working with somatic practices and going into the body and learning how to regulate your nervous system and also working with somebody who can help you do that because it is actually a very mirrored process. It's going to be difficult just to try to go in and scan and be like, okay, what do I need to do? Of course, there's personal practices that I recommend people are doing in their own time, but there's a a deeper layer when you're doing this with somebody um, to to name what they see going on, or to inquire, and to go deeper into what might actually be coming up in your in your soma. Because as much as we think the mentality is the first thing, or the thought is the the main thing that stops us, right? Because you might say, "Oh, okay, I'm having this victim mentality, and then I'm going to get out of it by choosing to blank." Then I'm going to know that the thoughts, the fears, are going to come up. And that's true, but what we don't think about is actually before any of these thoughts arise is a feeling in our body. So when we work with the feeling in the body, the nervous system state, the more able we are to take risks, to connect, to fall in love, to go after what it is that we want, basically. And that actually comes from a deeper, more unconscious state of your nervous system and thought follows. So do the mindset work, sure. But the somatic work is the catalyst, is the initiation of all of those things actually being able to change. (sighs) So that's what I have to say about victim mentality. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you do, give it a review. Take the moment. It means a lot to me. And uh, make sure you follow along with the show so that you keep seeing new episodes. And we'll see you next time on Creating Conscious Relationships.